Guess who? Eastside. There you are. You're you're the cubes again for a half second. I was like, oh no, you're just that's Eastside now. Eastside has turned into cubes. Yeah, it's it's been bound to happen. It's been kind of brewing for a while. All right. Should we do this? Yeah. Okay. Drop. Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. Derek. I'm Craig. It's weird. I thought you were Isai, but I guess the dog thing is Isai. The the dog Isai? Yes. Okay. Good to know. I'm Zach. Uh, And we've got a special guest today. Uh, We got Nalo here. Oh. Uh, Matt's not here, but Nello's here, so that's sick too. Hello, thanks for having me. And uh, we brought Nello in because Nello's like the like the ultimate Hardy fan, <laughs> and so uh, we just really wanted to critique the performance of Hardy uh, from the Royal Rumble. Um, mm-hmm. And that's it, and then we're gonna go. Yeah, I'm pretty much here for music theory and uh, instrumental discussion. Music theory and Austin theory. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I um, I really thought I was gonna fuck that up. What the intro? Yeah, it's been a while. It has. It, it's, it's been, been a while. A, it, it's been a while, kind of. I mean, because you hopped in on an episode, like I didn't in the do middle. The intro. Of That's true, That's though. True. Hey, you, you dusted it off nicely. So I'm just pulling up. Oh yeah, this is a podcast about professional wrestling. Um, there we go. Today we're talking about the Royale with cheese from Bull. Oh, like That's... a Pulp Fiction joke. Oh, ha 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 ha. But um, I'm I was look trying to look up the lyrics for this guy, but I don't know what the song name is. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Is it the Redneck song? No, I thought you were gonna say the Red by Chevelle. I'm like, yeah. He definitely um, said redneck in the song. Yeah. I can tell you that. As the hardy expert, I can tell you that there was a redneck uttering. Looking at this picture, it looks like Yorma could tacone like in a costume from 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 Hot Rod, Hot Rod's little brother. The song was called Sold Out. Okay, here we go. Gold records on my sheetrock. Not a bad <laughs> for a boy from Mississippi. Yeah, I can buy a what the fuck? What? And my last like name is a whole, what? You can buy a Maybach. That's the lyric. Yeah. yeah. No, you gotta no, sing I'm... it. They're not gonna get the the later lyrics if you don't say them all. Oh, is sorry, that a I'm... boat? I don't know. It's a luxury vehicle. 
Middle finger oh, to so the sky can... till I'm gone and dead. Hardy has three of them, yeah. Okay. Triples yep. is best. Yep, yeah. On his car Instagram, you can actually see them. Okay, this is a real lyric. I'm still the same old redneck fuck. Don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. Ain't afraid to throw a dead buck on my Instagram. Yeah. Alright. I'm glad. I'm glad he's living in no fear. You know, finally the, the dream of those 90s t-shirts is alive through Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> and and Michael Cole's favorite line, grain alcohol in my cup. He is a drinker. He was very excited about that line. True. <laughs> it besides did he pop Tegan, for it? He did pop hard well, for it. Because he, besides he said, Tegan Knox. Like, Grain alcohol is his favorite thing. Oh my god. He was like, yeah. oh, I could use some grain alcohol that Hardy was talking about. Yeah, he has three he has three favorite uh four, four favorite things in life. Two of them are Pat uh Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Tegan Oxen drinking. <laughs> I think probably in that order. And Mako Satamora's finisher. Oh, that's true. He did yell hell yeah. What a time. What a time. Also, I, I like just um shooting this shit. This is usually the before podcast recording banter that we have, but uh everybody gets to hear this now, which is uh, always fun. Yeah. So let us know in the comments if you like Hardy or not. Um we do, I don't. I don't like Hardy. Yeah, I only grew up with Carlos Jr., so I never had Hardy. <laughs> I prefer Harvey. Harvey? Like Jeff Harvey. Weinstein? Yeah. No, Jesus Checks out. Yeah. No, dead. Jeff Harvey. I love that fuck. He's dead. <laughs> Jeff, I wish they would have brought back Mike Adamley for the Rumble. Wouldn't that have been fucking cool? But then he can't say he could introduce Harvey. That's a joke for five people. Yeah, I'm not one of them. Zach's one of them. I'm one of them. <laughs> Wish. It's very confusing to have a musical guest named Hardy on your show when you when the Hardy Boys were on your show. Yeah, it really set them up for a lot of jokes. It really yeah. did. <laughs> and then and then they start like Hardy started playing, and that also then set everything up for a joke. So I have a they like there was like an e yope like he was screaming an e yope like a mosh call, and I was blown away. And I I don't. Really- oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. I just, I don't understand the thought behind like, hey, so we're three and a half hours in the show and that's where we're going to put the musical performance. Because I'm like, dude, you had like a good 15 minutes of commercials after the Women's Rumble regardless. And I was just mm-hmm. like, once I saw them setting up at first, I was like, oh, no ropes, barbed wire. And then my my brain clicked in and I was like, hearty performance. So it's like when Limb Biscuit did he play Undertaker out? Hmm. Well, that was kind of his theme song, right? Yeah. Was his theme Did song? Did Hardy play it... anyone out? No. He was, oh. I think, oh, I thought he was like playing, I don't know, Roman or something. Roman else. Reigns out. <laughs> Roman Reigns is like, redneck with my buck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. See, it just didn't fit. You should have put it before Dang. the Viking Raiders match or something. They weren't even there. Fucking Pensacola, Florida is uh, actually a pretty fitting place for. Like a person to be from for Hardy to be playing him out. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, I like usually like something like that would make sense. Like at the beginning, like you do the big fireworks, welcome to the Royal Rumble, 
and then yeah. like start the performance. Everybody's at least still kind of like hyped, so it'll come off better. And then you get into the rumble, and it's done. Yeah, it's so. Remember, weird. I think it was at like at Mania one year. There's like four hours in, they did a P Diddy performance, and you're sitting there like, "Come on, yeah. please, dude, please!" Like, I'm here to watch, but please have mercy. Um, was that tied to the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal? No, I, th- I think that was uh, Kid Rock. Remember, I, that's right. Every, yeah, like that's all the uh, all the women's wrestlers, like we're like dancing around as they're entering, like as Kid Rock's walking down the aisle too. Fuck yeah, this this guy was Kid Rock, fucking like his brother. Larry yeah, this Rock. is this is young younger Rock, SoundCloud <laughs> Kid Rock, Child Rock, Young Rock. There we go. <laughs> What just, if they yeah. called Young Rock Kid Rock? They should. That would have been interesting. Okay. There's probably copyrights. Yeah. Cares. <laughs> Kid Rock has a song that like, has like "Let's Go Brandon" in it. What a fucking idiot. Yep. Yeah. You either bow with a bar or live long enough to become the, the villain. <laughs> <laughs> you should have left after that. that Peak too early. Peak too early. Yeah. And his his entrance to Lollapalooza, where the DJ's just playing for ten minutes, and then he walks out and slowly starts ball with the ba. Is Are you talking about his DJ Uncle Cracker? I think maybe. Yeah, his DJ was Uncle Cracker. Wow. I Damn. still. Y'all know those AI, like, you know, image generators and everything? Yeah. I use one for work, and I've been trying forever. I cannot figure out how to get this prompt work to work, but it's Joe, or Hasbala is Joe C performing with Kid Rock, and I cannot get it to work. That'd be so great. It would be. Just won't work. And and Adam Cole's also there. He's short, Mm -hmm. but he's shorter. We're drinking grain alcohol on the bar. The bar. From NXT. No, from NXT. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Fallon Henley's bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, fuck. So an update on Battle for the Bar. Kiana James and Fallon Henley are now a tag team. And that's all we're talking about with NXT. That's it. 99%. Do they set the ring up like the bar? Like a bar? Like it's a stage production? No, there's just a oh. lot of there's just a lot of wacky backstage and like offsite antics in NXT. There's a diner that's like part mm. of canon. Um, Braun Breaker like has a boat and they go on like the lake. Um, that, they should just thing. start filming it like a sitcom and put laugh tracks into it. Honestly, it's like a step like right like one step away from that, and I'm fine with it because it is like a fever dream of a show, but it's so wacky. It's almost like campy now. It's like I, I don't re- I can't retain a single segment of it. And I've been watching it like almost every week lately. Like it's just there's so much going on. So and, like I, it's all so wacky and similar. So fucking Tony D'Angelo and Channing stacks. Lorenzo. Holy, sh- holy shit. The new underboss. The new underboss. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they're calling him. Um, But they go to the. A bridge where Tony D'Angelo had murdered two dimes and had him sleep with the fishes, and they made it seem like they were going to do that to Stax, and he was just fine with it. He was like, "Yeah, I, you know, I fucked up that match, so you got to kill me. I, I get it." And then they made him the underboss. 
That's there's this, the NXT report. This sounds like a recap of a Sopranos like ripoff show. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> wow. That sounds two dimes. That's a name. Uh, uh, Troy two dimes Donovan. Okay. Okay. Is is now the factory's Cole Carter. That's a real Italian name too. There's a Saint Two Dimes from um, <laughs> Pucciano, though it's it's a big thing for us in the community. <laughs> as Italian as Applebee's. Yeah, they they got the the broccoli chicken fettuccine. <laughs> yeah, they got like Cajun pasta. It's the yeah. real Italian shit, you know. None of that fake. None of that fake margarita pizza and uh, I don't even know what to call it. Meatballs, whatever. And the gabagool and the sauce. Yeah, get that away from me. Get I know they got, me. they got some great gabagool at Applebee's. Some Sunday gravy. I was going to say Sunday gravy. <laughs> Sunday bacon. Um? No, Isai. Wrong podcast. Let's talk about this rumble. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, let's start. It started with the men's rumble. Which was, I mean, it would have been a shock if Jenna hadn't told us and found them an accurate match card. Um, she, she's uh, subscribed to Fightful Select. Maybe oh, we, okay. All you need to have is a, as a subscription to that, a subscription to the Observer, and you can be one of the British YouTube guys. That's, <laughs> that's all they do. Is it's just they just like read the Observer for their YouTube. It's like Dave Meltzer reports that the first match is going to be the Men's Royal Rumble. And that's your video, fucking five hundred thousand. <laughs> and it's gonna be five hundred thousand views, and that's all it is. That's why Thursday mornings are the best because you just see all those update on YouTube because that's when the Wrestling Observer comes out. <laughs> mm. That's funny. Um. So yeah, uh, Gunther and Sheamus start out the Rumble. Yeah, started out with some heat, and uh. Um, I was looking at this. Gunther had the most eliminations. Oh, how many and eliminations? Five. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so no him, and Co- him and Cody tied, so they wow. both had five eliminations. And what's funny is that they bookended the Rumble. Yeah, which we'll get to. But oh, which someone um, else bookended the Rumble. Also, that is true. Somebody else did bookend. Okay, shitty rock bottom. Um, <laughs> but um. Yeah, Gunther was in there for an hour and eleven minutes and forty seconds, which is wow. When I when I saw him come out, I was like, "Is he gonna be the guy? Is he gonna be the guy in this one?" And he was, and that was sick. I, I thought I thought like with him, like he'd get like eliminated by like Lashley or mm-hmm. Rock or like somebody like that. Seth Rollins, anybody, just to be like, "Oh wow, he you know he made it forty minutes and." Eliminated a bunch of people, damn! But he got, you know, would get got by like, you know, like somebody that would people would perceive like on like kind of the next tier up. But instead, all they did was they actually just like bumped him up to that next tier. Like, mm-hmm. th- I think this showing does a lot, and it also says a lot about how um, Triple H feels about old Gun. You can tell he's fucking form. Like, holy shit! Like the yeah. second most protected guy, Roman being number one. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, we don't have to go through all the fucking entrance. Every but... single one of them. No, um, I just... also Sheamus had a great fucking showing last night too. Sheamus has had a great couple of years, hasn't he? Sheamus, mm. Sheamus rocks. 
And I wonder if when I hated Seamus, if I would like him now. No. No? Okay. Okay. It, it, It took till now for him to get good. He he need he needed to he needed to wear his weird clothes and not yell fella all the time. He still yells it, but not as much. And he looks he looks less offensive. I know he was looked offensive on purpose, but I think it's also because he's slaughtered in a proper spot now, whereas before he'd always hover around like the world title, and it's just like no, <laughs> yeah, like him him the fact that he won the title in what twenty sixteen, fucking that's when they try to get everybody to. Yeah, come on. What's your what's the worst option, Roman or Sheamus? I bet but you they won't. actually cheered Roman because Sheamus was so shitty back then. <laughs> but then Triple H got the title and everybody fucking popped. Even though he was a heel. And wonderful. then they had one of the fucking worst main events in Mania history. <laughs> um yeah. Like it started oh. out with two, two boys. It also went by a lot quicker. I think that's because the ramp was so long that the countdown started earlier. <laughs> now, the ramp's so long that it's like, by the time they'd get in, it's already time for somebody else to come in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, especially for, for like, the, the, like the, the bigger guys that, are, you know, they're going to get blown up like an Otis if he's trying to run there, so it's going to take a while. And then there's mm-hmm. fucking, like, in, like, the, uh, the women's, we'll just get to this real quick, is Nikki Cross fucking dead Ultimate Warrior Sprint. <laughs> Just fucking books it. It's like holy shit, you're gonna fucking blow up. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know. The first part of the rumble was what it was. It was just some cool stuff, and then mm-hmm. you get like Gargano, Santos Escobar, Chad Gable, Kofi Woods, get all those fuckers in there. Drew, mm-hmm. um, and Kofi botches his Kofi spot again. Yeah, second year in a I, row. I think he's gonna stop doing it. Like I think he's using props. I think he's sad about it. I would be too. Like it was like <laughs> a, such a big thing for him for such a long time. Then two in yeah, a this row. One, this one's going to be rough because he was supposed to land on a rolly chair, and it it's a rolly chair. That thing ain't a stable fucking base to land on. No. So like, who the fuck? Who the fuck came up with that? I don't know. Adam Pierce. That piece of shit, that former NWA champion. I saw him like Cole Cabana on fire. Oh, and uh, Corbin Corbin was in there for seven <laughs> seconds. Yeah, Corbin. Fantastic. Yeah, so Lashley comes in, then fucking uh, uh, Brock comes in. So yeah, then Lashley. the shit out of people. Brock Lesnar comes in, and so they have their battle. Lashley gets the better of him and eliminates Brock Lesnar, seemingly Tight. setting up the match. Brock Throws the stairs on the fucking announce desk. <laughs> um, and throws the, like, thing on the announce desk into the ring. Yeah, almost fucking tags Lashley with it. They kept um, the stairs on the desk, too, for, like, the rest <laughs> of the match. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and so, yeah, they seemingly set that up. So Brock's all pissed off and throwing a fit. Corbin comes down, gets fucking f 5 And then Rollins comes in. Tosses him in, fucking boots him out. There he goes. Corbin, just a fucking, just a big old mess of a guy. Mm, yeah, I love it. it. I love when rocks. he's a mess. Um, Rey Mysterio was supposed to come out. Yeah, Rey was supposed to come, but he couldn't get it going at his age. Um, 
No, uh, so yeah, he's supposed to come out, and then Dom comes out next with his mask, so seemingly saying like, "I kicked my dad's ass." Um, mm-hmm. So apparently, he was hurt the night before. Yeah, and so there's an oh, he was. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just like telling more of the story, and it was gonna get answered on Raw. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so I think I think that's not must not be too bad because like if they're still doing the uh, the angle, which is also seemingly setting up a match, which you would hope. Um, they better yeah eventually fuck um so dom comes out and dom lasts so long in the rumble uh 25 minutes yeah what the fuck young um, legend ex-con cool dom now. he's cool I, now he went to he's, jail he's cool now he's been cool nobody wanted to admit it you know who really helped me get into dominic is john oh, yeah. pollock from post because whenever he does the recaps he's like but mommy, you don't understand. I'm not gonna make it in jail, mommy. And just the way he would always like recap would crack me up. And then I started watching the Dominic segments, and I was like, "These are great." Judgment Day mm-hmm. really saved Dominic. Yeah, and who'd have thought that Judgment Day was gonna end up actually being cool? Because there was a while there where it wasn't that cool. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Booker T showed up. I was gonna say my favorite thing though about the Dom segments, like oh, the sorry. first, the first one is just right like Dom, please, you don't have to, Dom, don't. Just like him begging like in his Rey Mysterio voice in his mask like during family holidays. It's so <laughs> funny. It's great. I just I hope he just sits there like it. He has like a home leisurely mask, kind of like how like Liger had like his commentating mask. He has mm. like ah, oh, this is my home watching TV mask. <laughs> I just think he knew there was going to be cameras there. No, no, no. Okay, mask all the time. You think yeah, he has a mask with three D glasses built in for three D movies? Yeah, <laughs> and those yeah. fucking red and blue. It's those the what? it's his it's his Navi mask. Yeah. Oh, there we go. It's it's also like those one like movie theaters that like will fucking beat you up in the chair and shit. Forty like, <laughs> X. Yeah, fuck. Last resort, weird. the movie theater. I wish it was like that, but it was like a person had to stand next to you, and it's like water, and they just throw a cup of water in your face and stuff. Just kind of shove you. Sorry, it's Rocky. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> you know Uncle Howdy did not jump off that scaffolding. He was actually watching the show in a 40X chair, and the chair <laughs> threw him. Just... Yeah, it threw him off. It, it was unfortunate. See, he's driving a car with a steering wheel. Too small. <laughs> Um, uh, Booker Booker T came out. Yeah, he's that was that was the only like quote unquote surprise. Be- I guess besides like Logan Paul, but I mean, dude, Booker T's in shape, and it still took him like two minutes to get to the ring. Yeah. Right when right when I saw how long the entryway was, I my first thought was Muta is not or Muto is not doing a <laughs> surprise. Because I was like, okay, I could totally see him doing one last like WWE appearance or whatever, right? Mm. And then I saw it and I was like, there's no fucking way, dude. Even if he's won, he's not going to be out by the time <laughs> it's over. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, um, apparently like, even after his uh, uh, match like that he had like Sting and Darby and everybody, um, apparently he was in a wheelchair after that. Like, that's how bad he is. So just Jesus. Just, just imagine somebody like wheeling him through, like running and wheeling him throughout that whole thing. Then him trying to fucking do like any of his spots. Be fucking wild. Hey, he can still throw that elbow drop. He asked Darby if he was a young boy. 
<laughs> oh god. Just like, dude. <laughs> Um, uh, Booker T did his his spinner Rooney. He did. Apparently, was apparently, apparently he's he was told he could never do that again. Maybe that was a joke I saw on Twitter. I don't know. Gunther, you could see Gunther smiling in the back while he was doing <laughs> it because Gunther was getting ready to like throw out Booker or whatever, and you could see Gunther smile because like him and Ludwig are such geeks, dude. In real life, have you seen that video where Ludwig's just guessing? Here comes the pain characters. He's like. Rico, Basham, Rodney Mac, Rodney Mac. And Gunther's like, yeah, yeah, Rodney Mac, man. And they just know them all. <laughs> That's, what if, I just want to, I want to, I want an audio only of that. And just, so just them naming names. I just want that like on repeat in my head. You know what a good showing? Um, oh, we got to talk about Edge. Edge came out. As mm. always, I'm excited. Yeah, you were in your Edge pants. That was my wrestling pants. Yeah. Uh, Once I go to Brady's, I'm a switch. Yeah. Uh, Braun had a pretty good showing. Braun was fun to watch. In this uh, and as I said yesterday, um, and I'll say it here, I'm really getting mad because I'm enjoying Braun a lot. Like he's he found his spot. He is like a giant, but it's like he's actually starting to work. And now they're teaming him with with Ricochet, which is kind of a weird but kind of cool team. I, I like it because then. Like Ricochet can just work most of the match, and then Braun come in do his big guy stuff, and they can get some wins. Easy oh, to yeah. basically Jericho two point I wish it was Jericho. Oh Jericho. my god! Okay, Ricochet though, like <laughs> when they were like high fiving after every move at first, I was like, this is the most Ricochet thing ever. Doing <laughs> cool shit and then making yourself look like a loser yeah. in the process. Like, like, Ricochet is such a fucking dork. Oh, oh my god, dude! When, whenever Trevor from Paducah like just seeps out of him, you can just tell. <laughs> hey man, it's me, Trevor. I can do the flip. It's like he would like. <laughs> like it's just like all the wrestlers who are cool like in the ring like are the biggest dorks outside of the ring like or they're just fucking predators like Kenny Omega is such a dweeb and almost insufferable but he's the best at his craft Okada's just a big silly guy so Okada's different no he's um, a fucking weirdo too so. he's a fucking weirdo too <laughs> but he, I still think he's cool and maybe it's because I don't speak Japanese that's probably um, it but like Ricochet could do some really cool shit, but he's just a dork. Gargano is a fucking dork. Do you remember the like a couple months where Ricochet for whatever reason was like his gear was jeans and he had taped fist? Like he was like, I like, gonna fucking be a bare knuckle fighter. And like th- then he just stopped. <laughs> just one day he was just wearing gear again. I <sighs> shit like that to me is really funny because it's literally you can just tell it's a guy just like Try to throw shit at the wall and see if something sticks. Like maybe somebody will like me in jeans, I guess. <laughs> like I was, I'm like a multiple time mid card champion. Like how how have they dropped the ball on me so many times in like three years? <laughs> yeah, Who are we like, talking about again? Ricochet. Oh, see, dude, I completely forgot too. You said jeans, and I was like, who the fuck? Even? And then it was just I had completely forgot about Ricochet. His his wow. jeans face. <laughs> Ricochet, it's like you like Ricochet in the ring is so great, and like he did so many cool things in this, like like the Logan Paul spot. Um, we'll get to that, but it was so great. And then like 
you understand maybe why he's where he's at because the moment they fucking like it, like fucking Mackenzie Mitchell like hands him a mic, it's like, oh no. <laughs> Like he he wanted like growing up so hard to be the rock, and then it's like L.I. Knight just comes in and is the rock immediately. Yeah, like just Ricochet can't fucking talk. Like you that's smell the, the rock's there. cooking, man. Me, Trevor. <laughs> like yeah. he, he gets Shirani face when he gives promos. <laughs> um, uh, Logan Paul. There's this thing every time I hear his music and see him, I'm like, oh god, here we go again. And then he impresses me. What's his fucking deal? How is he like good? Like I don't he's get so it. good. Well, he's missing most of his brain. So I think he can focus on just wrestling. The other part straight up bye-bye. he straight up got a concussion when he was a kid. And in his brain, lost anything that has any like feelings for other people. He lost the well, empathy part a, of his brain. Literally, a psychopath. this is Ricochet. No, this no. is um, this Logan Paul. Oh. oh, see, <laughs> I thought we were still talking about Ricochet. I was interested for the first time. <laughs> like, Wait, what? he lacks the ricochet? part in his brain to make him care about other people. I was like, now we're talking about Ricochet. That Rick- sounds like someone named Ricochet. Trevor from Maduka is a literal psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> the Maduka Madman. <laughs> did marry Tessa, or not marry Jesus? He did date Tessa Blanchard. So now he's engaged to the ring announcer. True. Oh, him and him and uh, him and Maga gymnast aren't uh, together anymore. <laughs> No, they're not. Oh my gosh! Make America um, Ninja Warrior great again. Yeah, that's like, hey, hey, Ricochet, two in a row. You dated two <laughs> real shitheads in a row. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Logan Paul Ricochet spot might be the most memorable spot of the night. The, yeah, the double springboard from opposite sides of the rig and just. Fucking belly flopped. Yeah, they just hit each other. It was great. It was fun. Um, also, uh, Logan Paul's buckshot was great. Hey, CM Punk, how you doing? He's a cancer. Stay away from me. Bye bye, Phil. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good Seth Rollins. It is. I will, I will say it's really funny that it was Nick Hausman that fucking. Dude, uh, yes. <laughs> Like it couldn't be more perfect. It's like it's Nick Hausman, who for those that didn't know, he was the one that actually covered the trial because he's a Chicago guy. He covered oh. the trial like every day was there, and then he was the one at the um uh, infamous press conference with CM Punk, the media scrum. Oh. He was the first one. It's like I got a question for you. Do you do uh, improv? Who you do improv with, huh, Nick? It's <laughs> oh. that was the guy. He was the guy that oh. started it all. Because he used to do improv with Scott Colton. Oh, that makes so much sense. Seth Seth knew what he was doing for sure with that. And I think even Bill, for the asshole he is, would probably see that Seth knew what he was doing. Like, (laughs) all those factors. I love how he goes, we learned it over there. We knew it over here. (laughs) We move on. I starts reading texts from Moxley. (laughs) Dog, this fucking guy, his friend just bit Kenny. I can't fucking deal with this anymore. I want to go on vacation, but now Tony says I have to be champion. Yeah. Did, did Seth just like 
what happened? Did he just Nick Housen was talking about like the rumors about CM Punk and he's like, oh Phil, CM Punk. It's like he's a jerk. It's like they knew it. They found out over there. We knew it over here. Stay away, Phil. You're a cancer. In his character voice and was like <laughs> dancing and sh- like fucking shucking and jiving. Now like, assured, Seth just assured that if CM Punk ever comes back, that's going to be his first feud. That's fair. <laughs> and he probably maybe he was on ecstasy like when he was doing those cameos. Okay, yeah, he was. He was. He had to be high then at least. <laughs> uh, Cody came out number thirty. Thirty thirty, yeah, huge pop. I think has more than one royal family. Um, yeah, it's great. Cody looked um, good. He did the fucking gold dust spot like twice. It looks hey. so cool when he does it. Yeah, I love that one. Does it? Uppercut. He did the fucking shattered dreams. He kicked the guy in the dick hole. Oh, what I liked too. So he did. He did the gold dust, the uh, drop to the floor, hit him. Whatever. The first time he did a kick, which is what I liked. I liked that he changed it slightly. Yeah. Um, I guess just a just a couple notes. I, this was like compared to last year's Royal Rumble. That's the last time I watched WWE. So, and that was no joke. Probably one of my least favorite matches I've ever seen. I was gonna. So, lie, what, we were talking about it last night. How much last year sucked. Like, yeah. And it it felt like the culmination of just the disrespect for all talents, you know, and this year did not have that, which I enjoyed, like no part timers coming out like the the only weird booking decisions to me was Cody coming in at number 30 to be the underdog baby. face. I think I think that you could have put him as two and had Seamus and Drew come in after I think. You could have told a much better story if it was Cody and Gunther throughout the whole thing. And then they have that big match at the end, too, because it was like, all right, they're like the whole time Cody and Gunther are fighting. They're like, Cody, entry number 30, and Gunther now breaking the record at 72 minutes of active wrestling. And Cody's like, oh, you know, that. And then Santos Escobar, I think, is the one guy who really just got swept under the rug in this rumble. Um, four minutes in it, eliminated by Brock. And then I did. I had no clue Johnny Gargano was in this for thirty minutes. I honestly did not know Gargano was in the Rumble. Did he do anything? <laughs> he didn't do anything that cool. Okay. Um, he did. He had zero eliminations. But I mean, I saw him run out and get and like be in the ring, and that's cool for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, pretty much. He was just kind of there. Yeah. Word. Um. The final but- four was bonkers oh do you have more notes sorry no no no, sorry i was uh, yeah no i love the final four say that and uh the final three whole thing was awesome the final two was sick i just wish cody wasn't 30 it's like the most cody troll thing where it's like i'm the baby face i'm the best in the world but then like there's just like that aspect of like but you're number 30 you fucking asshole like uh, he he had been teasing like stuff with the number three on his social media too, and like that's the flare spot. He should have gone three. Like, yeah. I really <sighs> I really wonder like if you know he's cleared but not a hundred percent. Yeah, that's like, my thought too. And so I my th- honest thought is like maybe he like he thought he was gonna be three, and then like like eh, maybe you shouldn't be in the match that long. Yeah. Like and change plans because. Yeah, thirty's a weird spot, especially like if it's pre-announced. If he had just been a surprise, like Cena coming out at thirty that one year, um, when he has been out for like two months, when it was like a ten-month injury, 
Um, I, that would have been fine, but pre-announcing that he's going to be in it and then having yeah. him come out of 30 is... Exactly. Like, okay, I'm looking. Cody was in it for 15 minutes. Gunther yep. is 72 minutes. <laughs> so yep. almost an hour on top of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fi- oh. having the final four was a little weird. Having Logan Paul in the final four, I don't oh. love it. It was it was Seth, Logan, Gunther, and Cody. Yeah, I thought and it was like, Theory, but then they faked us out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Theory would have been a little better. Um. But which is a weird thing to come out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, I think lo- the Logan Paul thing is just like trying to get that mass audience thing, that crossover mm-hmm. audience, because yeah, oh, it's great and, for that, you know. And that media match between him and him and Seth is going to be it's going to yeah, be. So Logan wild. Paul eliminates Seth Rollins. Yeah. Also, I like that um, when Cody came in, like and him and Seth had that confrontation and like fucking Seth just sounds like they sing my song like you're not doing this to me again. I, I really like that because, like, you you obviously have to fucking talk about the fact that the only matches that Cody really had, aside from like he fought the Miz on like a <laughs> Raw and some shit, was he fought Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like if you don't like do anything with that, it's like, what are you doing? So I'm glad they they had that interaction. You needed it. Mm-hmm. And then Gunther and Cody just had a fucking match. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking great. It felt like it was like 20 minutes. I know it wasn't, but it was wow. It was so fun to watch. Yeah, it was it was 7 minutes. Um which is a really good I think that's a good amount of time for uh, doing that match within the match. Um it really really reminded me of 2007 HBK and Undertaker. Um which is like one of my favorite ones because it, that kind of sets up things down the road. Things like the next year they're both like they're one and two. Um mm. so it's like you kind of pick up from there and then that leads to like their um, WrestleMania matches that they had and everything. So um, I really like that um, kind of shit. And they just worked a great match. And everybody knew Cody was winning. There's just those couple times where like Gunther would hit like that power bomb or just fucking mm-hmm. chop the shit out of him. And you're like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. It gives you that little, just that little shred of like doubt and makes it fun. Also, um, even though it was only like a little bit of time. Cody's chest is beat the shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. That one uh, chop he took, where he, is it the disaster kick that, like, that he does, like the drop kick around the corner? It, yeah. Yeah, he was like going to do that, and when Gunther chopped him out of the air from that, that was pretty fucked. Well, definitely fucked. And yeah, um, it's, uh, yeah, he uh, goes for like a big slam, comes out of it, hits crossroads, dumps him out. Cody wins crowd goes wild um great pop do the fireworks the point everything was great like that was such a good men's rumble it was uh an all-timer to me it's up there with like the 2001 with like kane or like 97 like that's the one where austin's like sitting on the corner or, like even like a, a 2020 rumble like for a recent rumble comes to mind because that's the one where brock like fucking kills people the first half and then they do the the ricochet drew got, get him out and then it's just a whole new match, and everything just feels. And then fresh. Edge came back. Edge comes back, and the camera misses Dolph taking like an insane bump. <laughs> and then AJ takes an insane bump, gets injured. Um, yeah, great time. AJ yeah. gets injured around Mania a lot. Yeah, he does. Maybe he does it on purpose. I don't want to fight Shane again, man. <laughs> it's softball season, man. <laughs> He's like Sid. 
Um, we also failed to mention uh, the the opening of the the Royal Rumble show, which was uh, Pat McAfee coming out. That's to true. Do commentary. <laughs> Michael Cole's best friend. Yeah, my- Michael Cole just losing his shit. I'm I'm so impressed actually that I, I'm assuming that they actually did work Michael Cole, like and he didn't know Pat McAfee was coming back, and that's impressive just because of how involved, uh, like he is in the production side of things. They're like, oh yeah, we're just gonna toss another commentator on here and keep it secret from you this whole time. <laughs> and th- then then his um. Then like his best friend comes in and the core's like, oh come on. He's like, that's my best friend Pat Pat's here. Just like a little kid, like when like their favorite uncle's there. <laughs> like, oh, he's here. <laughs> and then he's probably stoked he has another drinking buddy. <laughs> um Grain well, alcohol. Should we... Yeah. Grain alcohol in his fucking cup, I'll tell you that. Um, should we talk about a match of the decade contender? Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, we should Mountain do pitch black match between Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Honestly, honestly, it looked badass. I don't give a fuck. It looked tight. It looked what? like Batman and Robin when they fight those hockey players. In the oh, fuck. exactly. The best one. Actually, I, I'm a forever guy, but um, they like the black light was sick. The fucking confetti was dope. Bray Wyatt looked insane with his fucking eyes and his zebra paint mask. Hmm. He did look insane. Um, that Jeff Hardy yeah. ass shit. Could I tell you what happened in the match? Not at all. I think there were two Sister Abigails. Maybe I think I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, uh, Uncle Howdy jumped off a big thing and missed L.A. Knight. Apparently. Yeah, but it, it looked cool. But yeah, it definitely. It was yeah. the four DX chair. Don't twist the narrative. <laughs> That's fair. Four DX needs to pay for their crimes. <laughs> I just want to know who Uncle Howdy is, and I think I, it's twelve people. Yeah, I don't oh, think it's God. one person, and I love that. Like, and I think it, he might never unmask. It might be Uncle one of those things, Howdy. or the or the story will fizzle away before he unmasks, because that <laughs> seems to happen to Bray. Yeah, but somebody else is in charge, so they're gonna like this has already been going on for a long time. Um, what if it's Orton? What if he's been back the whole time, just hanging out in that house? The crew six, the crew six. I can't believe he burned down fucking Gray's shack as a baby face. As a baby face turn. turn. My my favorite part of it is he torches it, and then he does his fucking Randy Orton pose as there's a house on fire. I mean, every time I let a house on fire, I do that though. So that's fair. Yeah. Um, like real question: What percentage? Much. What percentage of the time does Randy do that when he when he's coming? Fifty. Ninety. Ninety-seven. Yeah, I'd say it's like probably forty percent these days, but that's because he's improved a lot as a person. <laughs> every now and then, and he's like looking into a mirror at himself. He's like, oh. oh yeah. His wife also seems kind of like a shitty person. She probably likes it. <laughs> it can only come if he's looking at himself doing his pose. Um, uh, Bianca Belair beat Alexa Bliss. Yeah, and then they did some Uncle Howdy bullshit at the end of this one too. Luckily, it was, was just it a video just, package. 
Yeah, it was just like video stuff, like kind of showing all the stuff she's been through, her past traumas. Yeah. I'm just glad it was only seven minutes. Mm. Yeah. It's fine. Like, there's been worse matches. Alexa can be okay. Like, we were talking about last night. It's like, they just, she hit a ceiling. They don't know what to do with her now. And it's just like, it kind of sucks. Because, like, I wish she was good. She's better as, like, the mean girl. Like, I, I don't like this. Uh, stuff. Yeah. And, like, she did actually give a pretty good promo, like, a week or two ago on Raw, where it's like, she was just talking straight into the camera. wasn't trying to be too spooky. She was just being kind of direct and mean. Like, in an almost spooky way, it's like, oh, shit. Like, why would you say that? Yeah. Like, oh, you, she is really good at what she does. They just, like, yeah. I mean, Naya's back, um, so, oh. uh, you know, just redo that storyline, I guess. Yeah, that's fun. We'll get to that. Um, mm. Yeah, we'll get to that now. Royal Rum- Women's Royal Rumble match. Dope. It rocked. Um, Rhea and Liv started out. And spoiler, they go all the way. Uh, That was awesome. One hour, one minute, and seven seconds for each of them. That's sick. So sick. Liv, like, it was perfect for Liv to, like, keep her over when she's not going to be involved in a title for a good long while. Like, she has that just, like, little accomplishment to, like, always, like, point out as, like, a babyface thing. So, good. Uh, Emma came out number four. Uh, that was a surprise to me because I didn't know she was back, dude. Did I had, she... yeah, was this a return or a surprise? No. What is this? Triple, she, she's been back, yeah. Triple H, when he got in control, just started signing people to fill the division out. So, it, yeah, it's like, don't have to, it doesn't have to all be surprises. There's like mid and lower card women now, like, okay, okay. I just had no idea what her status was. I was like, oh, is this like how um, they did Mickey James from Impact last year? Um, her status is taken by, R- by Riddick Moss. Yeah, Riddick Moss. Oh, Madcap, eh? Yeah, wow, wee. Mad, Mad, Madcap and her are being paired off on screen. Um, they even did a mixed tag with, uh, against Karrion Cross and Scarlett. And that was Scarlett's oh. first uh, wrestling <sighs> match on TV for WWE. You know what's wow. something great? That's the first time we've mentioned Karrion Cross this entire podcast, and I think he... it was it was awesome how little he was featured. Just a total fucking non-factor. I well, love he goes it. in there, has his hair, and gets kicked out by Drew. Yeah, fucking Jason Siegel looking ass, just like walking out there. It was he weird. did get rolled up by Ray on TV this week as well. Don't you dare disrespect Jason Siegel that way. They look the same, especially in profile. Doesn't look like Marshall, and I will not accept this. <laughs> um, Roxanne per- Perez came out, yeah, uh, from an, the NXT champion, NXT Women's Champion. That's dope. Um, um, when they did a bunch of cool moves, you know, didn't eliminate anyone, like a good little spot, like then took all of damage control to take her out. So, like, this cool yeah. little spot to get damage you know, control. Uh, Candice come out, comes out. She didn't have a great showing, but you know what? I love her. So she was, shout she out. Was, it felt like she was there for a while. She was just five minutes. Hanging. Oh, really? It felt like yeah. a lot longer. But maybe it's because I think her hair and Tegan Knox's hair are like they remind me of the same thing. Uh, yeah. Candy. 
Zoe what? Stark came out from NXT. That was she, dope. She she took a lot of people's fucking moves. Yeah. You need somebody to do that. It's like the the first Women's Royal Rumble. It's like if you watch that one, Sasha takes like everybody's like when they come in and do like come in to do their like opening spots to get people all hyped because you know it's fucking Dana Brooke. Um, they come and do their moves. Um, Sasha in that first Women's Royal Rumble took everybody's stuff. Everybody <laughs> did their moves to Sasha. I think she took the Molly go round in that. Like, yeah, the the Lita Moon Salt. Like she took it all. <laughs> Um, this isn't like anything special, but Zia Lee had, a, she just looked badass the whole time. Um, I don't know if they're using her well, but she rocked. I don't know. Um, I'm barely using I was, her, but yeah, she actually lost a, like a qualifying match to get into the rumble, but ended up in it anyways against Tegan Knox in like okay. two minutes. Yeah. Um, Asuka came back. Asuka. She looks fucking scary as hell. Mm hmm. He looks like Hana, and I, I love that. I got the face paint going. Also, and I said this yesterday while watching it, um, she moves so much faster than everybody else. And yep. when she's wrestling, it is so fast, and it's so great, but it's just so funny. She always has, but she definitely looks like she got like a little bit more like cut right now, like less built. Like she she looked like she just slimmed down a little bit, but was still like super like muscular and ripped mm-hmm. right now. So like she's probably moving faster because she's getting older. It probably feels good to like just like get go down a little bit. Yeah, it's just like watching like it's just I don't even know if this happens. Like her and Tamina are gonna be there, and it's like one's gonna move very fast, and one's not moving fast at all. <laughs> it's like when Ray came back in the like whatever Rumble that was twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Came back and was just like. Oh, he's faster than every other person in this match. Like, oh yeah, especially because he had just come off the Indies, and so it's like he's working that fast. Uh, ricochet, yeah, ricochet. <laughs> um, Piper, Piper Niven showed up. Uh, okay, so you may know her as Dewdrop. I got so um, someone's been on the show before. Jordan, he has for. Months, years, even since the the since Dewdrop showed up, though I said she's gonna get her name back, and he had all these convoluted ideas that she was gonna get Piper Niven back, and she was gonna get Piper Niven back. The moment that happened, I was sitting down on the couch next to you, Ocher. I'm like, God damn it, God damn it, God damn it! And then I get a fucking call from Jordan, and he just said, laughs and just says her fucking name changed and hung up. <laughs> It's pretty is pretty incredible. Like just called shot from you that you were about to get that call. Yep. Yeah. And so she's Piper Niven again and also had a great showing. Yep, twenty eight minutes. Um the first legend came uh, to me. <laughs> we can skip right over that. You may uh, Chelsea... you may know you may know her father, uh, famous murderer, Jimmy Snooker. <laughs> uh Chelsea Green. Chelsea per- Grin's in there. Perfect little spot too. Like five five seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they did a, like a post match like on dot com um, or YouTube or whatever, and she said that she's like going to complain and report everybody. They're going <laughs> to they're leading into the Karen character, and as I said yesterday, that's something like that's perfect for Chelsea Green because um, I've seen her wrestle where it was good, but like for the most part, like, she's good with the character stuff. I like yeah. like the hot mess Laurel Van Ness, like that stuff was insane. Um, and so I'm glad they're just like, go do some fun little fucking bullshit. I'm excited. Um, to see it. Yeah, she can get brought up to a really great match. 
She can't let. I don't think she necessarily lead one from whatever I've, I've seen, seen her so. do a destroyer. Hmm? Um, in, in poison. Yeah. Um, it's a better move set than her husband. That's for sure. But wow. Speaking of Cardona tweeted out last night. Day one back in WWE, my wife has already broke an all time record. So proud of you, baby. <laughs> like King That's and so Queen good. or something like that. It's perfect. Love Cardona. Cardona is like what Cardona and Green are essentially to me what Miz and Marie should be. <laughs> like if they could just I, I just I don't understand who in their fucking life has any remote interest in the Miz as a human being, much less a wrestler enough to watch his show. I'm like, give that to Cordona and Chelsea, dude. Just whatever the Miz and Maurice are doing, just give it all to them. I don't know if uh Chelsea is actually as crazy as Maurice. <laughs> oh, I know nothing not. about Maurice. Um I've watched a bit of uh when she was on Total Divas that one season. Uh-huh. And she seems like a crazy person. And but Miz is like on those shows is just like the most just guy guy. It's like I want to eat a cheeseburger and oh the game's on mm-hmm. and fantasy football. Um, it's almost like he's trying to play. Like, I'm just every man. Oh, he is. Um, watch that if watch the heels episode about him that uh, like documentary series they did last year. Uh, it's fascinating because you realize like. Oh, even when the Miz is just being Mike in in public, no, he's being a character still. Like he, he's mm-hmm. like you see him drop it on that documentary, and it's like, oh, hey, you're just a dude from Cleveland who's super insecure. So you play that character, mm-hmm. even in life. <laughs> um, I know I've said a lot in a row. Uh, Zelina Vega came out uh, with some Street Fighter shit, promoting the new Street Fighter game. That's cool for her. Yeah, she's a dope. Oh. The the character is yes. known as the foot fetish character in Street Fighter. She doesn't wear shoes in the game, and apparently, after she like finishes you, her like uh, her like kill screen is she just like looks at you in the screen and then she sticks her foot up and then her bare foot's just like in the middle of the screen and just stays and, there. And then it says written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Exactly. Um, so. Or just any Japanese video game studio. Yep. Um, <laughs> or just Capcom. Um, <laughs> That's all um, I know, though. I'm going to kill time until Isai gets back. So uh, Michelle McCool showed up. In the Uggs. I love how they kept referencing the Uggs. She was, she was uh, in... She was in the crowd and then stealing the spot from her from John Cena in his match against her husband at Mm -hmm. WrestleMania. And she seemed surprised, which was weird. And she was wearing shitty pants. I thought her pants were actually cool, which is funny. I was like, those look comfy. I'm sure they're comfy. They just had some real Christian symbology on it. Oh, Um, did they? Yeah, they're like there's like shitty motor like biker crosses on it. I just liked all the pockets. Um, <laughs> really, I was like, well, I could fit a lot of weed pens in that thing. So, but I just okay, want to be so a imagine... yoga mom, Noah. <laughs> Pretty much, honestly, that's when I was in Brooklyn. I just wanted to wear very flowy things. So, <laughs> um, Michelle McCool was like standing next to her kids though, and then she no shit was like one sec. Got up in her Uggs for five minutes, came back. She's like, I just made $26,000. And then just bought her kid's shit, probably. Like, that's incredible. I wish I could do that. 
Oh man. Uh, like Brock, how much Brock made for this Rumble appearance? He was in there for like what, forty seconds or something. Yeah, but he had to Not like take actually. off his shirt and put on shorts. In there for two and a half Tied minutes. I <laughs> probably made like three million dollars last night. God. What if it was a shoot and you were like in there, like you got more money each minute you were in there? <laughs> they just had to fight. No, what uh, would you I do thought... if you're at the Rumble and it's like Michelle McCool and then right after it's like Osher and it's your fucking picture and then you have to enter the Rumble now and it's just like <laughs> you're in Uggs too. What do you do? <laughs> I posted um, a picture well... of Michelle McCool like in the little text chat thing here and um, she's always had those crosses um, on her gear because she's like super Christian oh. and um, like her her finisher was called the Faith Breaker which was the uh, Styles Clash. Oh. Yeah. So did, some... did AJ Styles take it from her because he loves the Lord? I was about to say, AJ was like, damn, why not call it that, brother? <laughs> uh, no, she definitely took it from him because she didn't start wrestling until the Diva Search. Um, and so, yeah. Um, I, I knew what her move was called. I was talking about this with Brady yesterday because I used to take it on the Creator Wrestler guys because it was the Styles Clash. And oh. I, they didn't have the Styles Clash, but they'd have the Faith Breaker. I'm like, fuck yeah. Why? Why is my guy not using the style stuff? Should but, uh, go back and find whatever year of game Yoshitatsu would have been in the game, and just give hit that finisher to him constantly. <laughs> oh my god! But to answer Yoshitatsu, your question, oh, to broke his neck. No, you go. You go. <laughs> So All Japan Pro Wrestling has a pro wrestling tea store, and the only merchandise they have in it is Yoshitatsu merch. They don't have <laughs> anything else. They don't have fucking AJPW branded merch, just Yoshitatsu stuff. DDT has like 30 different wrestlers, all the other companies. Do. Even Big Japan has more shirts. All Japan is just a Yoshitatsu store. I will never understand it. <laughs> I, I hope he's still doing his uh, Bullet Club Hunter gimmick, where he also then just steals like Triple H's mannerisms. No, dude, so he's now the leader of the Yoshitatsu army with, like, uh, I want to say it's, like, Seigo Tachibana, um, Takeyuki Ueki, and he, for a while, he was doing, like, like, Nobuhiro Takata, like, style, like, martial arts matches, and he was just fighting, like, karate dudes. And when I say these are the worst fucking matches I've ever seen, that's an understatement. <laughs> it would just be a regular All Japan show with a, like a random 15-minute Yoshitatsu, and I say this in quotes, martial arts match. And then he like won the three-man titles on his own, I think, for a bit. It's a well, weird yeah. fucking time. And the, he, basically, Yoshitatsu is the Cody Rhodes of All Japan. It is the Yoshitatsu-verse, <laughs> if you ever want to enter. It's, is it kind of like back like when... Cody was still in AEW and they'd like everything around it would be fine, but it's like, like it's like somebody pulls the curtain so it closes and it opens back up. It's like, I'm for Cody. And then like it just felt like a totally different show that it'd go away, then everything else is like cohesive again. Is it like that? Um I mean, it's like let's say you're watching let's say you're watching Game of Thrones. And then, like, 25 minutes in, there's a five-minute Adult Swim short, and then it goes back to the show. <laughs> and they don't mention it or anything, and then it's just Game of Thrones again. Like, that's how I would describe it. I don't know if that answers the question, but... Yeah, it does, it does. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. Um, Nia Jax came out at number 30. Not like most girls, though. 
And I was, Isai was saying it. I didn't believe him because I didn't want to believe him. And God, what a fart. Like, what a fart. Yeah. They even did the self-aware thing where, like, they're being self-aware of the fact that nobody likes her. Yeah. And used her to get, you know, heat or whatever. Or just, you know, whatever that is. But it's like, it's still no one cared. It was was uh, true. Nobody cared still. It was so funny, though. But if that's like... Everybody fucking stops. And then they just like, let's fucking get her. Dude, yeah. When she walked out, when she was standing on the outside of the ring and everyone's on the inside, all I could think was like like a, was it David Attenborough voice, like the Planet Earth narrative? And he's like, time has passed, Nia Jax. Like, dude, she has no purpose being in this company doing anything. She doesn't want to be there. No. And like, she aggressively has said that she doesn't want to wrestle. Like, why offer her the money to wrestle, Trips? Get I mean, anyone else. I'm very much hoping reason? it's a one-off. Has there been any set like talk if she's signed again? Or Mike Johnson of Dirt Sheet fame said that uh, it was supposed to just be a one-off from what he heard, and he was okay. The one that, that would be great. That initially That's... reported it twice. Like he reported Is... once saying he didn't have it confirmed, then he like posted a confirmation. So um, that's what he is saying. So I hope it's true. Is is. Do you think it's just to try to convince The Rock to show up? But at this point, we'll talk about the main event. The Rock is unnecessary. The Rock's a different thing anyway. But no, it's it's more so that um, there's people that I think Triple H likes. And Naya was there when he was running NXT. And so he probably has a little bit of loyalty to her. And- I would, and I would almost even guess, like, I feel like... Tr- like Trips probably reached out to all of his kids when they were released. Um, yeah. And including Naya, he probably has kept in touch and like she probably felt a little bitter about how it happened and probably was honest with him about that. Just, uh, she doesn't know when to shut up, so I think she would even say that was a valid thing too. Um, but he probably is just doing a make good, like a way to do like make good for one of his kids. Like. Yeah, and- I mean, and if Carl Anderson can come back after everything, then I'm pretty sure most people can. After the way he was fucking burying trips on every fucking podcast he could, which was hilarious. When they walked back out, oh, it was so good. Well, let's talk about the main event. Oh, wait, we're not done yet? What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, the main event. Hardy performing live at my, at four hours and 12 minutes we gotta, into a we Royal Rumble finish, show. We got to finish this Rumble is what we got to do. Uh, the final four was uh, Nikki Cross, Asuka, Liv Morgan, and Rhea Ripley. Um, I, I, was, I was hyped. Um. Nikki again, like I said, Nikki Cross having to fucking do that big run. Oh. <laughs> um, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, Ripley were the final two. Uh, Ripley had seven eliminations, so they started it and finished it, which is fucking badass. Mm. Um, um, let's see. Benoit did that right with whoever was in number two with him. Then um, British Bulldog and Sean did it. Uh, okay, no, the next year was the sh- no, no that that was the year that was the absurdly short one because they mm. like had such a shit roster. Like we just got to get this fucking done. It's thirty seconds be- between. 
Right. Yeah, you're pretty much just run into the ring like one after another because it was like fucking Skinner and the Rumble and shit like that. Like just bullshit people. Me, I was there. <laughs> uh, but Rhea Rhea's the winner. Um, which was expected. Um, I predicted that she would uh be in the final four of the men's Rumble. I was wrong. Um, but yeah, so she's probably gonna fight Bianca. That'll be cool. It'd be really cool. Yeah, I was sitting there. Where is she that. gonna fight Charlotte? You, you, it needs to be Bianca. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, they need to keep her away from Charlotte after they did the stupid things they did a couple years ago. Um, that's true. Uh, yeah, and Charlotte just came back. Like, it, she's this, a baby face. Hmm. Oh, okay. I just let people cheer her because the people aren't going to cheer her over. Uh, Fucking Rhea, real rip. That's very true. I mean, though, like Bianca and Rhea is kind of that way too. Like Rhea's a heel, but people fucking love her. Yeah, people do love her. It'll, it'll just be a good time. But I think people are just gonna be excited for the clash. Okay, yeah, it'll be, it'll be neat. It'll be yeah, neat rematch of a uh, a match we saw in NXT at NXT Portland. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I thought you said R.I.P. I did. So, takeovers, oh. yeah. That was the last oh, yeah. full, full arena takeover ever. The one that wow. we were at. Well, let's talk about Hardy. Wow, y'all killed NXT. We did. It wasn't my we... fault. That's what you get for going to Portland. It was Vince's fault. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that was in February 2020. Some people probably died from being there. <laughs> I went. I I I was at the final takeover and the final dynamite. It was me. I did, oh. I, I did this. You're probably at the final po- like poppy live performance. I don't think she was on tour or anything at that point. Oh, fuck! I'm just ruining everybody's life. Mm. So some fun Hardy facts, real quick. Ooh. All right. Hardy was actually born in Philadelphia. What a fucking Missis- poser! Philadelphia, Mississippi. Gotcha. Oh. On September 14th, 1990, to Mike and Sarah Hardy. Of course, Michael Wilson, first name. You know, he was originally a singer-songwriter for people like Florida Georgia Line, Chris Lane, Blake Shelton, Dallas Smith, Thomas Rhett, Morgan Whalen. Oh, so it wasn't until... It. Yeah, it really wasn't until his debut album, A Rock, for Big Loud, Mouth, uh, Big Loud Records, um, on top of his uh, hit mixtape, Hicks Tape, Volume 1, uh, when he first charted his hit singles, Red Necker and One Beer. Um, and then after the feature on Some Things Never Change by, um, oh my God, it's just going to, Dallas Smith, that's who it is. Sorry, it was on the tip of my tongue. Everything really changed then. Um, and that's, I guess, that's all I have right now. Dave hasn't talked a lot much more about Hardy, so I'll have to report <laughs> back once he, or Fightful report. So when Sean Ross Sapp gets his big report on Hardy, Yep. Hard uh, for Hardy. I, I want to hear Dave talk about Hardy. Holy shit. Wonder what music does he like? Does he like like fucking Rush? Uh, Devo and I'm pretty sure a lot of denim. He uh told Mike Brown back 10 uh that his uh favorite uh artist is Bruce Springsteen, I want to say. And like cool. it, and it took him like like ten minutes to get the answer out. 
Well, then you know what? Meltzer rocks. Shout out Meltzer. Um, let, Roman you can Reigns see him being a big hootie in the blowfish guy. <laughs> Roman Whoa. Reigns. Okay, Jeremy McKinney from A Day to Remember is on Hardy's album. Whoa, <laughs> Whoa real so rocker. The, so the new album is called The Mockingbird and the Crow. Mockingbird, lowercase. Crow, capitalized. Double album, concept album. I'm talking speaker box, love below. First half country, second half rock, okay? Rock music. Second half, Jeremy McKinnon, A Day to Remember. That's rock. That's, that's Chris Gaines. That's rock. That's rock. <laughs> Rock and roll. Yeah, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. Wow. Sorry. Wow. I, I am fascinated roll. by a Hardy, I guess, now. You want to know what his controversies are? Yeah. On his, on his Wikipedia? Did he do it? Them are slur. I was going to say, how many of them are slurs related? There are none. Okay. Don't judge a book by its cover. Come on. He's, the he's only thing pretty- it says is he, he proposed to his wife. I want to I say that's pronounced Kaylee. It's one of those like. You know, spellings. Oh, we're oh, from like Idaho. PH. We're from Idaho. We're familiar with those spellings. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Yep. Hardy. That's Hardy for you. Thanks for listening to the Hardy cast. Uh, check out uh, next week. We'll do a deep dive on uh, one of the records. Genuine Hardy boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Ro- Roman Reigns. Kevin Owens. Wow. So um, we'll talk about the match. We'll talk post. Um, match is good. Um, yeah, I, I had a match good is time. great. Um, they gave Kevin a, uh, the visual pin after the ref bump. Um, he kicked out of what? Three spears? He kicked out of a few spears, which doesn't happen. Like that. That's... Only Brock really kicks out of spears and Lashley. Yeah, Lashley. Um during uh, after the ref bump, after they've been doing a bunch of shit and trading big old moves, um, ref bump. Sammy is getting a chair for Roman. Roman's demanding a chair, and he hesitates. He hesitates. He hesitates. But then he finally does give it to him. But then he gets hit with the stunner. Big false finish. It was a really good one. Um, it was like one of them, like AJ Styles New Japan, like two point nine 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 ones. Which um, I I'll say Roman's a big pro because he was not fucking looking at the ref all the time. I always appreciate that. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're brawling on the outside. Um, Sammy keeps telling Kevin just to stay down, just to stop. Um, and he hits fucking spear through the barricade. Scary fucking spot was the uh, slamming on the stairs. So nice. they slammed him back first and like head first into the stairs, um, like the stair part of them, not like the flat part. The part that has like edges and shit, like the yeah. part that you still gonna suck like no matter how you slice that it's gonna hurt and he took it twice yep then uh he gets rolled up in there he has the one last act of defiance which is a triple h Shawn michaels specialty anytime they're about to lose they always do a crotch chop or a slap or something like that because um, you have to still look cool especially if you're a heel <laughs> that's the that's the fucking triple H like I gotta still look cool. Um and so yeah, does that gets hit the fucking spear, one, two, three. Roman is still your champion and still your tribal chief. Mm-hmm. And then and we turned it off and nothing else happened. 
Um, maybe the best thing in wrestling I have ever watched. Um, like besides like the Cody Dustin match, and besides like maybe that Brock Bryan match, but like this was so compelling. This story, the story as a whole, is so compelling. So the Usos and Solo and Roman just are kicking the shit out of Kevin. And like taking um, turns too, which I always yeah. think is fun. It's like, I want some punches. Now it's my turn to get some oh, punches. They're running a right train on Kevin. <laughs> and then they handcuff him to the to the, the ropes, super kick him a bunch of times. Yeah, even the young bucks were like, guys, that's a lot of super kicks. <laughs> Just right to the face. Um, and then Roman oh, straight, when they were doing the beatdown part though, they were being so nice to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. And you, when a super kick is those like super like scorpioned out curled up ones, that's like that didn't make any connection whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it still looked looked visceral. Um, and Roman grabs a chair. Sammy Sammy stops him. Is like, you don't got to do this. You don't got to do this. Um, how much thing he's done is like it's beneath you. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have to do this. He's done. It's beneath you. And then Roman, Roman says, they want you doing jackass shit. No, it's uh, because he, he was like, like, you're right. You do it. And so he gives the chair to Sammy, telling him to hit him and then gets like in his face. Like what you said, like, he's like, uh, you were doing jackass shit. Like I made you like all this stuff. And then they do the fucking best callback. And he fucking winds up and it is. The shield turn it all over again with the way he falls, the way he took the chair shot. Um, Emmy hits Roman, and then Jimmy Uso fucking super kicks the shit out of him, and then they start the beat down. They let it. They let it breathe. Like it took Sammy so long to hit him with the chair. Like Mm. Nello, you direct films. That's cinema. That is cinema. What we watched was cinema. It was cinema, and um, I think it's so. This to me, I'm like, this was so great. And then once it was over, I was like, where the fuck does Cody Rhodes factor into this, and why does he factor into this? Because if it's Cody Rhodes joins Kevin and Sammy to help take down the Bloodline, and it's them three versus fucking um, Roman and the Usos, and then Sammy and Kevin fight the Usos. Fuck that, man. I'm like, this is Sammy's... It's really... You have that magic with him. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, business versus the people. And rarely does wrestling come to a head like this so hard, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like the last time in WWE was really with Daniel Bryan. Um, or Kofi Mania, right? Kofi, yeah. And you, like, you really can't ignore these, like, special moments. And, like, yeah, Cody's the obvious choice, but, like... By doing this, you're essentially doing exactly what made everyone hate Cody before. And it's just, you're putting him in the spot because he's Cody, not because it makes sense. But I will say this two belts. Well, that's what I'm hoping, right? And with this regime, too, and I think because, like, this, like, how it happened yesterday, it's like the, it was like the the fucking seal of approval of everybody. It's like it gave, it was like notarized. And they were just like, oh shit, like, this is it. 
there's time and like where I can trust the process of like they can either do something where it's going to make sense as far as like if they're going to team with the Usos or they can pivot. And they have two belts. Mm-hmm. They have some options and there's time and it isn't somebody so stuck in their ways. and stuck mm-hmm. with like, I want to do this and it's something so far off because it isn't that far off. Yeah. And, and, and I think what happened means it's a firm no on the rock at mania. Oh yeah. Which is good. Like they wouldn't have gone this way with Sammy. They wouldn't have had two contenders for Roman if the rock was available. And also, um, the next pay-per-view elimination chambers in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they do a match there and like Roman beats the shit out of Sammy and then like Sammy has to beat him, even if it's not for a title, he has to beat him somehow. Yeah, I, I like, agree. Um, and I think, I think Cody taking those titles or one of those titles starts the downfall of Roman. And then he's like, not as cocky and he's a little nervous because like the crowd yelling fuck you roman he looked genuinely hurt by that he, uh, yeah it, just some good shit um jay uso like give he, that boy an oscar and this this whole um give him a streamy <laughs> he has great food content just fucking eats mcdonald's all day no hell yeah <laughs> I'm eating 60 Big Macs and my brother's going to drive home after the bar. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just like he, he's been doing so good like ever since like they were trying to elevate him as like main event Uso. And I, I was actually really mad when they came back um, and the Usos like just reformed. They're like, yeah, we're with Roman now. Um, and it wasn't until Sami Zayn came into the picture where I thought like, oh, like, Jay was kind of back on track and it to me even if Jimmy was still fucking healthy, it proves to me why like Jey Uso is one that kind of got that single shove. Mm-hmm. He is like, he has really yeah. good like uh, facials. His reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, even before um, Jimmy hit that first super kick, Jay was just like screaming at Sammy saying like, you are family. Like, why'd you do that? Like he was like, distraught because he had just, Stuck his neck out on the line for him um, on Monday at the the trial of Sami Zayn, which was also an all timer segment. It was great, um, and it was like there's just so many layers and like how quick Jimmy and Solo just go and beat the shit out of him. But then um, everybody's beating the fuck out of uh, Sami Zayn, and uh, Jay Uso can't do it, and he just rolls out of the ring, just fucking distraught up in his feelings and. Um, Fuck, it was wild. If, it was great. If Jay is, like, out of the bloodline long-term, what they... I mean, one thing they can do, if they're not going to give this Sammy the world title thing, I mean, he can beat Roman with Kevin for the tag titles because they do Freebird rule, make mm. Roman defend it with Jimmy, and Sammy can get the pin in that match before the tag titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways they can go, and they have not disappointed me yet with this story. So, yeah, yeah. it's been fan fucking tastic. Um, and I'm just gonna guess. Shout out Paul Heyman for orchestrating all of this. Uh, excuse me. Shout out Bruce Pritchard. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's Nell's favorite person, by the way. Big Bruce. 
Yeah, it's your it's one of your close personal friends, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, him and Conrad's new podcast with Hardy is actually pretty good. <laughs> sixty nine days. Sixty nine days. Yeah. <laughs> Eighty three <laughs> weeks. I can't I can't stand Conrad after doing the deep dive on Bret Hart with uh, Austin and I listened to like a five hour podcast and I'm like I can't do this anymore. I listen like listened, five hours I listened, of to wrestle with. I listened to at least half of eighty three weeks, so like yeah. hearing him and Bischoff every week, I just had to stop at one you, point. You got to about forty one weeks. I listened to something to wrestle with for a couple of years. So <laughs> And just like fucking Bruce Pritchard sometimes just blatantly lying. God, he's so full of fucking shit. Very good at making like whatever person he's being a yes man to's ideas a little better. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. And he did, I mean, he did come up with the idea for Kane. That's like uh, fucking great. Like, what if Brother Love introduces another one? <laughs> Um, like kind of general thoughts on the Rumble. Um, kind of coming out of it is, I enjoyed that they didn't lean on part timers and legends as much. Yep. Um, it was like they showcase the talent that they have, and it to me like that's a big, that's like a Triple H ass. Like we need to like focus on our stars that we have. And they just um, had Raw Thirty, like where they did get to do some legends shit. Like they kind of yeah. got it. They kind of like had their cake and ate it too, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like the only like they they use like the one hometown pop with like quote unquote hometown. He's from Houston, but state pop uh, of Booker T. Should have had Brother Love come out. No. Pritchard is from Houston. Nobody wants that. Had you know what they should do? Out. They should do an all legends rumble. It did. It was WrestleMania seventeen. <laughs> no, but do it now with oh. with Hogan and the Undertaker in Austin. Oh, he said he can't feel his legs. I know. Just a bunch of old fucks. The reason why in the gimmick battle royals is WrestleMania 17 that the Iron Sheik won is because they they couldn't throw him over the top. Like he wouldn't go over it, like fucking kill him. So he Whoa. won. Damn. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. Like it was it was a fun show. Like, yeah, it was long, but like the matches that like the that pitch black match could have gone on way too long and it didn't. Um I think it it, 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 it did by just appearing there. <laughs> no, it fucking rocked. Um it was like it was the perfect amount of time. So like by the time you were sick of it, it was done. And yeah, it was just it was a fun show. I I the Rumble's the best show. I had a really good time in like the men's rumble as far as like Rumbles, like I said, it's it's up there. It's it's top for me now. And then mm-hmm. the story we're getting with um Bloodline and Sammy and Kevin and just all this is like it it's like I was telling you guys outside yesterday after it was done, I'm like, this to me is like Austin Rock ass stuff or uh Stone Cold Bret Hart and the like Hart Foundation. It is up there with like those kinds of stories to me. Like I kind of like where I put it because it was just so fucking good. And like they're doing mm-hmm. it right. Like it's wild. And I hope they continue to listen to what the people are wanting and maybe can pivot or move some stuff or maybe reimagine some plans because like Sami Zayn right now, like you have the chance to capitalize on something and mm. you got lightning in a bottle right here. Like just run with it. I mean, like Triple H 
the big part of what made the Daniel Bryan story work so fucking well is like how good of a heel he was. Yeah. Daniel Bryan in that. Um, so like, I mean, he's literally been there. Like, so you hope that like, yeah, they'll do something. Something good. Yeah. Hello, what's well, your thoughts on the big rum? Oh, I didn't. I like I said, I tuned out during Hardy, but um, you know, <laughs> um, I would have been fine just watching the men's. Like that really felt like the show to me. And then after it kind of just kept going, um, Pitch Black was the Pitch Black match. Um, I really, it was worth it just to watch Hot Howdy Miss. Like. <laughs> I was interested, like, I will say this, it was better than the Lights Out match where Evil just wrestled in complete darkness. So, <laughs> at least they had Blacklay. I liked it when Pat said, thank God I washed my pants before this, Cole. Um, and that made Cole pop. Um, Cole calling, calling Dom a piece of shit. Like, you know, I'm not going to dog on the Mountain Dew match. No one thought that was going to be fucking good. It was a great bathroom uh, break match. Like, yeah. The men's rumble, it respected its competitors like a lot. Like in both rumbles, it was a lot of new people. It was a lot of future people, it seemed like, like current roster at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I said, with the exception of like Santos, I feel like no one really was like a complete afterthought. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, like, Bianca and Alexa, like, I mean, I don't really have anything to say. It felt like filler. I'm yep. not I'm not sure why it was on there. You just got um, to put Bianca totally. on the card as the champion. Yeah. And Bianca's a huge draw for them as champion, so. Word, okay. I, I think and... it's just also, like, they, like, I don't know. I would say it was, like, it was a fine match. There was nothing super bad about it, and that's kind of a win for an Alexa Bliss championship <laughs> match true. sometimes. Like she can be really good with the right person. She can also make a match actively worse. I'm just glad it wasn't the yeah. match. And I'm like, man, if it's like you know, fifty thousand people, and no one's expecting Alexa Bliss to beat Bianca Belair, I'm like, that's when you just like bring in a fucking Miko, or like you know, put Roxanne and Perez in that spot, or someone like new that can have a really great match just to put on a great Bianca match in front of fifty thousand people. I mean, of course, they got seven minutes, so who knows if that was even on the table. But um, I, I can't really comment on Owens and Reigns. I didn't watch the match. The post-match, though, was great. Like mm-hmm. I said, um, coming out, I'm just trying to figure out how Cody factors in. My yep. thing is that I always give him three weeks. And after three weeks, then I can be like, fuck this. But until then, I hold my tongue. Um, <laughs> so, But no, I'm, I'm excited. I think um, coming out of this, you know, my big hopes, Drew, Sheamus, Gunther, Triple Threat at Mania, Um, Rollins and Paul, right? It looks like you have uh, Lashley and Lesnar. You have some good and interesting programs that have really been going on. Like, I mean, Lashley and Lesnar this whole year that I'm hoping we finally get some finality to, some closure. Um, Bianca and Ripley. Bianca and Ripley. um, I'm assuming we're doing Rousey and Flair, which sucks. Like, God damn, dude, is Ronda Rousey even less of a star now than she was? They, oh my god. They made her feel like less important, which is really wild. It's wild, like I, I'll say mode. But yeah, would, overall it was fun. I would say that um one of the cool things that they did in this rumble, like this just this show in general, is they set up a bunch of matches. 
but like the next feuds, which is super cool. Like I like seeing that, and like they like had storylines progress within that match. Like Bailey and Becky, like they progressed that storyline. Like they progressed the Dom stuff with with Ray. Like they did all this shit to like get like because it's an ever moving fucking story. Like it's just mm-hmm. something that just keeps going. They help like advance things. It wasn't like sometimes like when they used to get into like Survivor Series mode, and it's like, all right, all the storylines are on pause because the guys in the red shirts are going to the blue shirts, and they're gonna beat them up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it just kind of pauses everything. I like that this yep. wasn't like something where they just hit the pause button. It's like go out there and throw each other out, and fucking Hurricanes gonna show up, and fucking Michael Hayes is gonna be in there, and fucking Shane. Shane. Shane was in the final four last year. Um, Tony Mud. Like and also like something that's like wild to think about is like storylines are interconnected. Like multiple storylines, like will like have because like Judgment Day, like they have multiple stories going on at once as a group. It's not just literally all Judgment Day has to be only in one story. Yeah, and so like. Rhea is, you know, connected to the Rey Mysterio thing because of, like, her shit with Dom, and she's now also going for the women's title, and that's cool. Like, And there's also the things, like, with Edge and Balor and Edge and Beth mm-hmm. Phoenix and her. Like, there's a lot that's happening, which is super cool. Like, how things are, like, intertwined, and there's actually stories, you know? The last time this happened in WWE, and it wasn't necessarily always for the good at that point, was when Russo was, in like, the head writer. They haven't had, like, truly interconnected storylines since then okay i have a i have a quick question okay so the rumble gets you a title shot right yes what if edge gets like a u.s title or something one of the smaller guys and bianca's like i want to fight or not bianca ria's like i want to fight edge we get ria versus edge it's too much of a long shot that's too much of a long shot yeah I want I want her to have I want her to f- f- fight fight dudes. You will. Um, <laughs> uh, Kofi is saying it in interviews now, like through official channels, that he wants her to win a mid card title, like randomly. Oh, yeah. Like that's what like he's been saying in interviews. And then like I and like it gets posted by WWE social media. Oh, you know? like these okay. are ideas that they are testing out through social media to see what the response is like to see like. The audience ready for this yet yeah um that's what they're doing and they're like they like then posted Rhea responding to saying that and shit so like my prediction like on our last episode was like either she would win the women's rumble or be in the men's rumble and that sometime this year she'll win a men's like mid-card title mm-hmm. um i don't think she will do that if she's like a holding down a women's title yeah. for a while um but i think she'll do that within the year after losing like this big women's title run that she's probably yeah, gonna have. Yeah, there's time. You can't rush that story. Like, let her be champion. You can't let her have a up. let her have a reign, and then, like, when she's coming back up after she fails, let her be. Let her be China. Mm. She's better than China. Well, yeah, but like, China's the only example, basically. So yeah, like follow no, like Becky fought James Ellsworth. Oh no what? Uh, <laughs> and Becky took an end of days from Corbin. F- one oh, time yeah. that was fucking awesome, actually. 
Yeah, like in a garbage fire of a fucking feud and match. So it's Corbin and Lacey Evans. <laughs> Against Becky? Wow. And Seth, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, they first acknowledged that Becky and Seth were an item. Yeah. Then they did Applebee's commercials together. Yeah, and they named their kid Gravy. <laughs> no, pre-Gravy. Ah, pre-Gravy. My bad. My bad. Pre-Gravy. <laughs> Well, um, that's the show, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah. We did it. Good thing. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, check out the socials. I don't remember what those are. Genuine uh, Wrestle Boys on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Wrestle Boys cast on Twitter. Genuine Wrestle Boys oh, on Instagram. That's what it is. Um, there's a little show coming out called Get in the Pit. Uh, it's me and Isai talking about fucking rock and roll. So uh, check that out when it comes out. Um, it's gonna be it's fun. I'm very excited. If you I like you gonna, camp, you'll like this. It's gonna be like, it's fun. Do you like? Do you like? Um, do you like Hatebreed or um, do you like Attack Amir? Attack? Yeah, we're covering all the bases. We did like our longest episode about Under Oath. So if you like that or- shit. All the bases, four string, five string, um, six string bass. That was, was a five string. Yeah, but um, you see that extra low. Um, yeah, and then um, uh, we're doing Tree Fort. Uh, yeah, the, the Sunday of Tree Fort, Sunday I March twenty sixth. I fucking booked this shit, and I don't know the date. <laughs> my yeah, yeah. It'll be the day after my birthday. Come bring me um, coffee and Tylenol because um, I'll be very hungover. Yeah. Is that like 2, 2.30 at the Grove where it was last year in that fucking hidden hidden area? But we'll, we'll have better signage. I, I'm, the, I'm the pod Ford assistant. It's tight. I help Alicia do stuff. Why didn't school's... you book Conrad? Because I didn't. There's only need for one wrestling podcast at a music festival. Yeah, because yeah, he could have joined our cast. I didn't. You book your own goddamn guests. I'm not booking your guests. I'm booking the shows. (laughs) Um, I got um sixty nine weeks of genuine wrestle boys. Yeah, I didn't have very much input on who we're booking. We tried. We tried to get some cool shit, but uh, no responses. There's going to be some cool shit. A, I got to hop into another call. Thank you so much for having me wrestle. Goodbye, Nello. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Um, I'm going to keep uh, following me at Hardy Watch. If Hardy's going to be doing any more WWE themes, you will know first there, and I'll be back. So hopefully we can talk um, heart, some more genuine Hardy Boys soon. Have a great yeah. day, y'all. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, True Force is gonna be dope. Um and then um one more thing. Um thank you all for listening. Oh wait, sorry, I have oh, one sorry. quick thing. Just super quick thing. We're gonna have new merch up very soon, so just keep an eye on that. Keep an eye out Hi. for that. Like it'll it'll be good. I yeah. uh, fixed the uh, technical issues that kept me from figuring fi- out our new merch store. So nice. Buy it, buy it this time. Please buy it. Um, yeah. Thank you all for listening. Happy roots of day. No, happy judgment day.
It's the Judgment uh, Day. I'm Punishment Martinez. And uh, that's not a lot like Braun. <laughs> uh, oh, it's not me. I mean, uh oh. Oh, there we go. There's Braun on Halloween being Punishment. <laughs> had some eyeliner on. Does that make me gay? Yeah. That sounds like something. It seems like something he would actually ask. Yeah. Does that make me like trying to be like, like, like accepting, not understanding it, that how shitty it still is? Does that make me one of them gays? Uh, you know, I support it. I support whatever you want to do, but um, I don't want to be one of them gays. I won't tell Raquel she will shoot you. Russell <laughs> <laughs> Boys 316 says, Give me the Baja Blast match. <laughs> <laughs>